X3 is the first exercise device to deliver force in line with the variable capabilities of human movement. When you train like this, you go to a far greater level of fatigue, which triggers a commensurate level of growth. Go to x3bar.com and learn more about the professional athletes that use X3 exclusively, as well as many before and after transformations this discovery has caused. Enter the code LIFTSMARTER for $50 off at checkout. That's LIFTSMARTER without a space between the two words for $50 off at checkout. Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast and the Surviving Hard Times Podcast. I have Charles. Uh, he's known as the Survival Preparedness for Beginners uh, Prepper or the Survival Prepper. His YouTube channel is called Survival Preparedness for Beginners. I watched a couple episodes and I think it's a really uh, informative channel. So, Charles, thank you for coming. Well, thank you for having me on here. I do appreciate it. It's quite the honor. Yeah, tell me a bit about your background. How did you get interested in prepping? The background is uh, quite interesting. I've gone through a couple of different scenarios throughout my life. One, I, I lived in Vermont when they had the hurricane come through up there. And, you know, we were cut off from the outside world, really. I mean, you had uh, no way out. The roads were washed away because in the mountains and stuff, it's not, uh, you know, having hurricanes is not a big thing. And at that point in time, you know, I was I was big into the outdoors. So camping, hiking, backpacking, all that kind of stuff. So I had a lot of different gear and everything. And that really got me going on what I do now and how I want to bring this to my channel and try to make awareness for people who need to be prepared because you just never know on a daily day from day basis how or what could happen. And in the blink of an eye, everything can change around you. So being prepared is a really a big thing. And I learned that through those type of situations where when you're cut off and you can't get out of your town, it is a big eye-opening experience, if you know what I mean. I mean, were you freaking out or what was it like for you? Was it not that big of a deal? At that point in time, we did live on higher ground. So there was a lot of flooding that was taking place all around us and everything because all the, the roads and bridges and everything have washed out. Um, I had to try to go and rescue a couple of my close friends, but I was not able to get to them. They actually had to be rescued by the National Guard. And once they brought them out to a meet point, they came and stayed with us because their houses all got flooded out and everything else. It was a, I think, more for my family. It was a scary situation because we did have the local police department and stuff did come through and tell everybody that, you know, they may, you may want to think about trying to leave and go somewhere, but you couldn't get anywhere. So, cause they were worried about a dam breaking, which is up in the mountains and, you know, flooding the whole area. But at that point in time, it was better for us just to stay put in 
in our home where all our supplies and everything were than to leave. So that was a choice that we made. I've been through different types of camping trips where we've had 100-year storms that have come through and flooded the areas and everything like that. So I've learned throughout my life that sometimes, you know, you have to keep a, a level head when things are starting to go bad, because if you don't, you can really make the wrong decisions and that can really affect people that are with you in your group, your family, whatever it may be. So you really have to try to make sure that you do have a, a very good hit on your shoulders and can make good decisions in difficult times. Yeah. So what are some examples of that during this tragedy? You know, what did you see people do right or wrong or what did you do right or wrong now that you reflect back on it? Uh, now that I reflect back on it, I think a lot of people, they tried to drive through the floodwaters, which is, you know, I mean, that's like posted everywhere. Whenever there's bad storms, I mean, from your local news media, on your radio, from your viruses and stuff that you do get through the government and all that. And I think that is one of the biggest things that, that I saw personally. You know, people were just, they were trying to get out, but at that point, it was it was too unsafe to continue on. And as far as with me, it, it, that really made me want to bring more awareness to more people. I hadn't started my YouTube channel yet, but, you know, I wanted to try to help people, you know, we did because I had all this camping gear and everything else because we lost power and everything else. And unless you have a gas stove, if you don't have power, you can't cook. But I had all the camping gear that I did have. So we were cooking for people and all this kind of stuff and trying to help people out. And, you know, that just really, when you go through a really tough situation like that, I believe that it brings you more aware and makes you understand better on what you need to do and what you can do better at afterwards when you sit back and reflect on the situation you just went through. Yeah, I'm here in uh, in Texas and you know a year and a half ago we had a a problem in the winter. It was like 10 degrees or you know 7 or 8 days and they mismanaged yeah. the power grid and the power was out and we luckily had to go to you know we were able to go to two rooms, you know, in a hotel I brought my, you know, my daughter's boyfriend and his mother. And, you know, we, we literally had to take all the pets out of the house and everything. It was terrible. And then there was, right. uh, you know, they said it was supposed to be rolling blackouts, but they weren't. And then it was just blacked out for over a week. And uh, like I said, it was freezing. I don't know how many people froze to death, but, you know, of course the news doesn't yeah. care. But yeah, right. it was bad. And there wasn't much food. We had to go home and get whatever food we could and cook it in the hotel room. And there was, it wasn't much. Things rapidly fell apart pretty quick, you know. It was scary. Right. Right. So, yeah. And now that also goes right along with, you know, when the whole pandemic came into town, you know, in March of 2020, how the stores emptied out in a matter of hours. Once, you know, everything started getting, you know, locked down, people weren't working, you know, and the stores just completely completely emptied out. I mean, at that point, I was very well prepared. You know, my I, I started my YouTube channel. In November 8th of 2019. And so I really was really gearing up for the prepping. And when I really started to prep was prior to me starting my YouTube channel. And my wife at the point in time wasn't on really on board. 
So I was the one doing all the prepping and she was just kind of like asking the questions. Do we really need this? Do you really need to buy, you know, 20 pounds of rice? Do you really need to, you, you see what I'm saying? And after March of 2020, when the, the pandemic came to town and the stores emptied out of everything, we did go to the store. I went to the store for the simple purpose of I wanted to see what was going on. And I didn't need anything from the store, but I wanted to go in and see for myself because I don't believe everything that you see and hear, you know, on the news. I wanted to see it for myself. So I went, we went to the store and I mean, it was like mass chaos. We watched people destroy pallets of toilet paper when they were trying to roll them out to stock the shelves. And there's no food on the shelves. Everything was empty. You know, you would have thought it was something of the lines of, you know, an Armageddon or something. And when we got back to the car, my wife looked at me and she said, thank you very much for what you have done, that we don't have to be a part of this, you know? Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. What led to you doing the YouTube channel? Was it just you were, were you rattled by this experience and you see the need to help other people or you know, what was your reasoning? The reason I started my YouTube channel was, you know, I had been watching YouTube videos for quite a few years and everything else. And I finally decided that, you know what, I want to try to make a difference in people's lives on how and why they need to be prepared. And I started the channel up and it took some time for it to really start going and everything else. You know, actually it took, you know, quite a few years, you know, just up to this recently this year here. And, but I just kept pounding away at it. I wanted to try to get the message out there to as many people as I possibly could. I wanted to try to help as many people that I possibly could with the information and the knowledge and the know-how so that they could be prepared for them and their families. And they could go to bed at night knowing that if tomorrow morning, you know, the, you know what, hit the fan that everybody and their family, they were prepared. They would not have to deal with the whole situation of something of March of 2020 when that all took place. And I think that really woke a lot of people up after that fact. When you exercise with greater force, you trigger greater gains. Shown in 16 out of 16 studies, variable resistance grows muscle faster than weights alone. Go to x3bar.com and learn more about the professional athletes that use X3 exclusively, as well as many before and after transformations this discovery has caused. Enter the code LIFTSMARTER for $50 off at checkout. That's LIFTSMARTER without a space between the two words for $50 off at checkout. Thank you. And that's when my channel started to move forward, I should say. But, you know, the main reason for me to do this was is I really wanted to help people and their families be ready for any type of any difficulties, any emergency conditions, anything that could come down the road that would change how they have to do and what they have to do in their lives from a day-to-day basis. Because we all know no matter what you do, how much you try to be prepared and everything else, there's always going to be these things are going to be thrown at you. It could be anything, like I said, from, you know, a, a natural disaster to a loss of job, any of these type of things. But in your preparedness, if you are prepared and you have adequate amount of food that's put aside or, you know, ways of means of surviving, then it makes it a little bit easier on the people in your family mm. to 
supply those situations. What are some of the uh, things that you think may be somewhat likely to happen, you know, over the next year that people can and should prepare for? I think over the next year is going to be very interesting. I think over the next year, depending on with the whole the stock market, with the high inflation, I believe that we're technically in a recession. But, you know, I mean, they don't want to really come out and say that. But that's something that I do believe by just looking at what's going on around us. I see on a daily basis in my area, the homeless is increasing more and more. People can't afford their homes. They can't afford rent. And these are people that are working. And, you know, this is just something that people over the next year or so, I think it's going to be very imperative for people to really pay attention, tighten their belts. And as I have been saying in a lot of my videos lately, that you really need to only be buying the things that you really need. I mean, you don't need a new 60 inch TV because, you know, somebody's given them away for nothing because they have an overabundance of supplies and that's where we stand right now. You need to be concentrating on what you can buy that is going to help you out in a survival situation or that's going to, you know, push you and your family to another tier of being prepared. And this way here, you know, over the next year or so, depending on what takes place, I mean, we have, you know, we have elections coming. We have all that's going on. Uh, we've got the Ukraine war with Russia. You got what's going on with China. We've got so many different things that are all going on. And it seems like if there's just one little thing that's done wrong or the one bump in the road, what is the outcome going to be? So being prepared and having your food, your water, your water filtration, well, ways to cook if you don't have power, battery banks, and all that kind of stuff over the next year is going to be very, very crucial. And a lot of those things right now, they're running really good sales on for people to maybe get prepared and spend some of their money on things that are going to advance their preparedness for the future. You know, for people that have never done anything to prepare, to prepare they've just been living and now they want to do something, but maybe they're worried about being labeled as a crazy person or maybe they feel their family right. won't support them. What recommendations do you have for people that just dip their toe in to get started? If they do even a little, what can they do? I would say the biggest thing would be start with food. If they just want to dip their toe in just a little bit because they're afraid of the peer pressure they're going to be getting from either their family or their friends or anything else, I would say you just start with food. You want to start basic Prepper food is rice, because if you take your rice and if you store it properly, with a lot of your storage, you know, if it's stored in a cool, dry place, you can get a long time out of that, out of your food, your canned goods and all that kind of stuff. So if you start with rice and if you vacuum seal it, that's the easiest way and the cheapest way for a lot of people to do it. I recommend doing Marlar bags with oxygen absorbers this way here. If you do it properly and you follow the techniques, you can store that rice for 20 to 30 years, depending on wow. how, how you store it, because it takes the oxygen out of those bags. The Mylar bags, they are solid silver, so no light can get to the product. Whereas then if you vacuum seal, you have to make sure that you keep it in a dark place because mm. light is the biggest. Before we get started, I have a quick favor. I've been self-funding the Finding Genius podcast for five years now. I've done over 3,000 episodes. 
And as you can see on YouTube, we're up over a million views on the channel, which is fantastic. The next thing I really want to push on is to get up to 10,000 subscribers. Because once we do, we'll be able to put a donate button and uh, we'll be able to solicit donations uh, to help keep the podcast running and to also get the Finding Genius Foundation moving along. We have a big project studying anxiety, depression, and PTSD and working on a product to help people overcome these problems uh, because I've seen them explode recently after the, uh, you know, the last two years of the whole virus situation. So if you would, please subscribe to the podcast. That would help us tremendously. Give us a thumbs up and check in the description for buy me a coffee. It's about five bucks. If you could buy me a coffee, I'd really appreciate it. It would help keep the channel going. And I love coffee. Thank you. You know, your, your, your biggest fear when it comes to trying to store your food, you know, light and heat will destroy the food a lot faster. So using the Marlar bags, yes, that is probably one of the most expensive ways to go. But in the end, it will prolong your food for the longest period to keep it fresh and so you'll have it for years to come. You know, canned goods and all that different stuff because there's so many different types of canned goods. And a big thing that a lot of people are really hooked on and when they look at those cans is that Best Buy date. And that is basically, that's the date that they put on the can in order for people to know that the company that packed that product is saying by that date, they guarantee the freshest and, you know, everything will be just fine. But after that date, that product is still good for quite a long time. And if you can store in a cool, you know, dry place and you would just, you know, you have to inspect your cans. A lot of people have working pantries, so they rotate their stock through there. You know, your vegetables and, and fruits and things of that nature, you know, tuna fish, chicken. You can buy all kinds of stuff in cans and that will help people throughout. And, you know, it'll last longer than that Best Buy date. And I would say if you can store it right, some products can last anywhere between four to eight years on top of, you know, what that Best Buy date has said. The products people have to be, yeah, the products that people really have to watch out for are anything with tomato sauce because mm. the acid starts to break down the cans after some time. So you do not get a longevity out of anything with tomato sauce as you do as something like green beans or canned potatoes or something like that. Well, that's a good to know. Huh? Interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, tomato sauce or, you know, those kind of products, if you store them even in the best way possible, what, you could make yourself sick after a period of time because yeah. you just wait through the can? Right. You know, I mean, if you if you are putting up canned goods and, and that type of stuff, you like I said, you want to try to store it in the coolest place in your house. Try to avoid storing it in your garage or something because you don't want it also, if you live, say, in the north, like down here in Florida, you know, my garage is probably 100 and some odd degrees right now. You know, so you don't want to store any of your food products in the garage. And then if you lived up north, you don't want it to freeze in the winter either. So having some place that you can store it where it stays somewhat in a controlled environment is the best thing. You want to make sure that you are monitoring the cans. If you see any rust or if the can starts to bulge, if the can is bulging, don't open it. Just throw it in the trash can because yeah. it has gone bad. So that are, those are really good signs um, if people are buying canned goods for the sole purpose of putting them up for your 
preparedness for a later date, you always want to inspect the cans and make sure that they're not dented either because that will, you know, that will typically rust a lot sooner than what a normal can that has no dents in it would. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Any other tips of, uh, you know, I've seen some people selling these like meals ready to eat. I don't know if they're early MREs, but they're just dehydrated, desiccated meals for you to eat. What are your thoughts on those? I like them. The the problem is, is now they're really expensive. They're getting really expensive. Um, it's it's the top of the line. You you have to weigh your money situation to what you how you want to do your preparedness. You know, a lot of people don't want to put a lot of time into having to, you know, separate everything out and bag things and all this. And if you have the money, buying those products that have been freeze dried and putting those into your preparedness pantry is a very good benefit because a lot of those products are good for 20, 30 years, you know, and, but right now those products are running, you know, they're the most expensive out there. So, you know, six months ago you could get stuff, you know, pretty good prices, but now with the price of everything that's gone up, those prices have also increased now and they've gone up anywhere between 30 to 50%, you know? So for a lot of people, even the working class people, you know, some of those products are out of their reach at this point in time. You know, when I try, if I run across sales like on Amazon or something like that, I'll shoot a message or something out to my community members or a quick, short little video just to let them know that, hey, these are on sale now. If you're interested, go buy them because if you catch them and they run on sale, they go very fast once the word gets out. You know, it's like you have to do it right then and there. Don't put it off to tomorrow because it won't be there. There's a there's a crisis. Do you think there'll be a long term crisis or do you think it'll be short where something will be out? For, you know, things will be out of stores for maybe a few days, then they'll come back, then they'll be out and then they'll come back. What do you think it'll be like? Boom. It's I gone. Think, that's it. Yeah. I'm hoping it doesn't come to that where it's boom and it's gone and that's it. I'm hoping that things will continue to trickle into the stores. The question is going to be is how much is that product going to cost you at that point in time? You know, because if it comes into a high demand type product, then you're turning around and can you afford it? You know, and I think that with what is taking place with the droughts that are still ongoing out West, I mean, they're talking, what is it? Within two years, Lake Mead's going to be pretty much dry. They're going to be shutting down the, you know, the Hoover Dam. So if they do that, a lot of places lose water and they lose power. So what are all those people out there going to do? And the farmers can't get the water to water all those fields out there. And, you know, I mean, it just seems like the weather has really started to change, not for the good for the farmers, you know. And then this year we had the lack of fertilizer. A lot of farmers got their season stuff in late because of muddy fields or still snow on the ground. And now we're dealing with floods and everything else. So it's going to be very interesting to see what takes place towards the end of this year. As I tell my community members, uh, I just on my live stream, I just had on this past Saturday, you know, it seems like, you know, towards the end of this year, beginning of the next year is going to be a very tell time, tell time and 
our history because a lot of people believe that, you know, maybe we could be hidden for another Great Depression or something of that nature. I hope that's not true. But if we can't feed the people, if we don't have the food and, you know, Ukraine and stuff, you know, they've been having issues trying to finally get some of the grains and stuff out of there. We're not getting anything from Russia. And, you know, we're trying to feed the world. Where is that going to leave us? You know, so the yeah. time to prepare, in my opinion, if you're if you're going to be doing it, you got to start and you got to start doing it now while things are in the stores, even though you're going to be paying more for it. You know, yeah. as I say, you know, if you take you know, if you go to the store and you buy one, if you're going in there to pick up a can of green beans and buy two, put mm. one in your pantry and use the one for your dinner or whatever else, but put one in your pantry. Always shop for the BOGOs, the buy one, get one freeze. Those are mm. a no-brainer. You know, you can buy one, you get one free, and the free one goes right into your preparedness pantry and you, you, you're started. If somebody yeah, could take sense. an extra... Yeah. If somebody could take an extra, you know, between 10 and $20 nowadays because of inflation and everything per week and shop the deals at their local stores and try to use that 10 or $20 just to put towards their preparedness in a matter of time, they will have an, enough put up to start building on their preparedness pantry. This way here, they have something to fall back on in case of something happening, the unknown or, you know, loss of job. Whatever the case may be, the whole point of it is, is they'll be prepared for their families. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What about the um, the types of things to prepare? I mean, what if you're like, ugh, I hate uh, eating canned this, or I don't like that, or you know, I know beggars can't be choosers, right. but but what can people right. do to make sure that they're likely to eat what they, they stash away instead of having to eat it? Right. The biggest thing you want to try to do is prep the things that you will eat. There's a lot of people out there that do not like canned goods. They like to have fresh fruits and vegetables. But you won't be able to get fresh fruits and vegetables if it's not available or it's not in the mm. stores. Right. So, you know, I mean, at some point in time, you know, if something drastically did happen, there's nothing in the stores and everything else and chaos has broken out, when you get hungry... You're going to eat whatever's put in front of you or whatever you yeah. find. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's better off to have some of those few of those things in your pantry, even though maybe you won't eat them, you know. But if you have something to fall back on, because there's a lot of people out there that have this, you know, this huge misconception of, you know, of being a prepper. I think they're more worried about when you say you're a prepper, the first thing people want to really think about is like the doomsday preppers from, you know, the TV show. Right. And, you know, I mean, that's what everybody thinks. And, it, and that's not what, you know, a lot of preppers are like, you know, I mean, yes, there are people like that. I, don't get me wrong. But majority of people, you know, they have put up enough food to get them through, you know, anywhere between two weeks to three months. And this way here, they have something to fall back on. And, and hopefully in that time period, either things calm down and go back to somewhat normal or, you know, it gives them time to come up with another plan and try to, you know, succeed in surviving. Well, if things, uh, you know, go bad, I don't know, in your experience and your estimation, you know, is two weeks of, of stored food enough? You know, beyond that, the world's doomed anyway and it's Armageddon? Or, you know, what do you think is a is a good amount of food to save for how long? 
I would say for, for people that are beginning to shoot for two weeks, all right, mm-hmm. for, for, the, for people that are beginning, shoot for, for two weeks. And the reason I say that right now is because of the high inflation rate and a lot of people don't have the money. So if you can shoot to have a two-week supply for you and your family, you're, you're getting there. My basis is you want anywhere between three three months and a year. It, but you also have to remember, you have to have the place to store all these products and your food and your canned goods and your dry goods and all these different types of things. You know, I mean, if you do not store it properly, you're just wasting your money and your time. So it's all based on what kind of space you have and what you can do with the space that you do have. You know, I've, I have done a few videos where I show how you buy different bed frames. Bed frames are a little bit higher and actually totes that underneath your bed frame. So nobody can see it if they come over to your house. But in those totes, you store a lot of your dry goods. You can put canned goods and stuff in there if you don't have a lot of space. You know, you know, there's a lot of different techniques that people can do to increase the space in their homes, being buying like shelving, uh, the bed frames that raise up because then you can slide stuff underneath there. But the biggest thing is, is when you're you're looking at your long term food storage and everything else is having the proper places to store it is based on how much you can physically store. And water is a, a big thing that you have to really fall back on. Water takes up the most room. It's the heaviest out of any of the products that you're going to be storing. And it's the most important product that you could have in your preparedness pantry. You have to make sure that you have ways to filter water if you don't have enough water stored. There are many ways that you can store water, like for hurricanes and stuff. Like in my house, I have what they call a bathtub bladder. You put it into your bathtub. You hook it right up to the faucet. You can fill that thing right up. It goes into this big plastic bladder, and it has a pump right on it. And you can pump it out into containers. You can cook with it. You can drink it. You can wash with it. And you get all that water right there, you know, and it's right there. You can still use it, you know, because when... As a, an example, when a hurricane hits, sometimes the first thing to go is the power and then they turn off the water because of the contaminants from either flooding waters or busted pipes or whatever the case may be. You can live longer without food than you can without water. So having some way to either store the water or filter the water is probably one of the most important things that you're going to have in your preparedness as a prepper. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, in terms of storing water, what are ways to store it properly versus improperly? Because obviously you don't want that foul. You drink that, you go, ah, at the end of you. you oh, know? yeah. You're right. Exactly. A lot of good ways to store water is they do make these, like the, the old style jerry cans that you used to see that were like on the back of Jeeps in the war. But you can buy plastic ones now and you can store water in that. I wouldn't store, if you're going to just like, if you want to fill them up and just, you know, let them set. You want to make sure that you do have the drops and stuff that you can put in there. You can use bleach to uh, retype, purify the water, but you really have to know what you're doing with the bleach because too much isn't good for you. And it can make you really sick. It could kill you, too. So you really want to be really prepared for those type of situations. I also just keep my old gallon water jugs. So I have about 12 of those that are stored in a... Um, my spare room 
and those are for when the hurricanes and stuff. I also have uh, three of the jerry cans, but I do not fill those up until I know a storm is coming. You see what I'm saying? So the mm, product okay. is fresh right up till that point, and then I'll fill them up and then take them if I have to leave or whatever. You take what you can because you know water is very heavy. Another good thing that people can have, buy is if they have gutters on their homes, they do make these, they make plastic ones and they make these ones that are collapsible, but they stand up and you can hook up your gutter system from the drain that comes down. You can actually hook that right into your container there and the rain that is coming off your roof will come through a screen and then go into this catch basin. This way here, and you can get those anywhere from 50 gallons, 100 gallons. And if, I mean, they have huge ones, you know, 250 to 500 gallons. It all depends on, you know, what kind of space you have. Obviously, if you're living in an apartment or, you know, someplace like that, you're probably not going to be able to do something like that. But those are options for people that have the room to do it is, you know, you can catch your water right off your own roof. You know, and people would be amazed how fast those things will fill up if you're catching the water. Just like in Bermuda, uh, when I was over in Bermuda and they catch all their water, comes off their roof, and it all goes through the gutter system into their basement. And that's where they draw their water from because hmm. they don't really have fresh water. So it all comes, a lot of their water is what they catch and store down and it all goes right into their basements and they draw the water from out of there. Oh, but um, anything you can put in it to keep it from spoiling or keeping, you know, creatures from drinking or pooping in it or, you know, it getting fouled. I, I you could, I, I think probably the best thing you probably could use for something of that nature would be bleach. But you, that's why if you're going to be catching water like that from, say, outside, you have to have some way to filter that water. Probably one of the best things to filter water like that would be a Berkeley water system. They are expensive. They come in a lot of different sizes. They are really nice, and they filter out just about anything. And this way here, you could dump your water into that little filter through and you'd have plenty of drinking water or cooking water or anything else for your families. And that thing will clean just about any type of water. So you always want to make, if you are using a catch basin outside, you want to have some way to filter it. If you don't even, if you don't have a filtration system, you want to make sure that you are screening it. You know, you can run it through a, uh, a towel, a pair of pantyhose that works perfect. Um, anything like that. And this way here, and then you could bring it if you, You'd have to bring it to a boil to make sure that you're killing any type of parasites, any of those type of things. And you want to boil the water for at least five minutes once it comes to a boil. And then you can let it cool off and you can either drink it or then you can use to cook with it. Hmm. Okay. Well, very good. What what near-term future content are you planning for the, the channel? Or is that kind of a, you know, people just have to wait and see? Or are there topics that you're looking to tackle in the near future? Um, I'm looking to get back in because a lot of people have been really asking about a lot of different like cooking with your preps. You know, they want to know, they want to know recipes. They want to know how to do it. Okay. Well, how do I make stuff with these ingredients and stuff? So I've been thinking about, um, throwing together some type of videos and stuff to show people. Okay. Well, if I have 
this median ingredients, this is what I can make and do it on like a Coleman stove or something like that. And this way here, people can see exactly how everything is done and taking place. I am going up to Vermont for a couple of weeks here at the beginning of September, and I'm going to be doing shooting some videos and stuff up there out in the woods, uh, something a little bit different. Uh, it's a little cooler up there. <laughs> so getting out in the woods up there compared to Florida right now, when it's 100 and some odd degrees is, you know, so I'm going to be doing a little bit of that. I do have a lot of stuff that is going on with the channel. Like the, the channel has really been growing over the past uh, three or four months. I mean, I'm I'm blown away by how it has taken off. I think that just shows that people are they're looking for information. They're grasping for information. Um, so I do have things of I have uh, Instagram account that was just set up, Facebook account that's just for the channel of uh, Survival Preparedness for Beginners. I also we are doing um I have my Amazon storefront. All this is right on my front page of my my YouTube channel. And then this Saturday on on my live stream, my live streams are every Saturday at eight PM Eastern Center Time. But this Saturday I'm launching my merchandise for my YouTube channel. So I'm really excited about that. And so people can get shirts, coffee cups and anything like that. You know, I mean, it's just, it's a great opportunity. Um, I, like I said, I'm just blown away by how fast this is moving and it's, you know, and then having the opportunity to come on here and speak with you. This is the first interview that I have done since I started my channel. And oh, wow. I'm, I was oh, wow. I was very thrilled to have the opportunity to come on here. And I was a little nervous at the beginning, but I knew once I got going and started talking that everything would be fine. And but I just I really do appreciate the the invite and the chance to get this out to as many people as, you know, we can. You know, that's just the, the name of the game that's right great. now is try to, you know, try to do the best we can to get people aware what is taking place and try to get them to take the blinders off and realize what they really need to do for them and their families. And that's what I'm really big on on my channel is this is what you have to do for you and your family so that you can be prepared. The last thing that you want to hear is from any of your kids or anything is I'm hungry and you have nothing to feed them. Yeah, that's true. Well, very good, Charles. You know, thank you so much for thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a really informative call. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Remember, before you go, X3 is the device that will give you the body you want, one that your partner and your kids will admire you like you're a superhero. Go to x3bar.com and learn more about the professional athletes that use X3 exclusively, as well as many before and after transformations this discovery has caused. Enter the code LIFTSMARTER. For $50 off at checkout. That's Lift Smarter without a space between the two words for $50 off at checkout. Thank you. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.